What is up, my beautiful people? It's your girl, Bree, and you're listening to Bible Lab 450. Today, we're going to be talking about the Bible, so let's get to it. So today marks the beginning of a new series, and we're going to be diving into the eight Beatitudes. From here on out to the eighth episode, we're going to be talking more, and I'm going to be informing you on how to build these eight Beatitudes and implement it into your own lives. We're going to dive deep into each attitude until we have completed them all and every single one of you listening to this very podcast will come out as a stronger Christian. So, let's talk about contextualization. So the B attitudes happen in Matthew 5, but before we get into that, let's talk about what happens before that in Matthew chapter 4. So, in the beginning of Matthew chapter 4, Jesus has just been tested by the devil. After he comes out victorious, he goes straight into the darkness, into the land of Galilee. And the Bible says in chapter 4, 15 through 16, which fulfills a prophecy earlier in the Old Testament, it says, Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And in this situation... The darkness is the land of Galilee, and the light is Jesus. So amidst this dark place, Jesus calls his first disciples. And later, we see Jesus promise to his disciples that he will make them fishers of men. These men walk alongside with God himself, and they end up becoming great heroes like Paul and John. But after this, right after he calls his first disciples, he goes to heal the sick and performs amazing miracles. So... He draws a very, very large crowd. And this leads us up to the moment in Matthew 5, 1, when he turns to see the crowd and later, or right after in verse 2, he begins to teach. Purposefully, Jesus begins his famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, with Beatitudes. And this is essentially a guide from Jesus on how we should live our lives. It is not only full of instruction, but also promises, and it can also help us to understand our identity in Christ. So before we get into the first beatitude, I'm going to read all eight beatitudes. So he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So today, we're going to be talking about the first beatitude, poor in spirit. So, Poor in spirit basically means being humble or desperate for God. Um, I looked up the definition of humble from Google, and the first definition it gave me was having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. That's not it at all. Being humble from a Christian perspective is realizing that everything you have comes from God. And it can also mean that you're being very dependent on God from all aspects in your life. Recently, uh, we read a book called Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, and in one of his chapters, he touches on the topic of humility. So in his book, he um, quotes that 
or he talks about, he says that being humble is not a low opinion of your talents. It is not, it's not, a, it's not taking away the uniqueness and the strength and the, the whole special aspect of your talents. But instead, it's almost a sense of self-forgetfulness. Here's an actual quote from his book. He says, the enemy, which is referring to God, because it's written in the perspective of demons. So he says, the enemy would rather a man thought himself a great architect or a great poet and then forget about it than that he should spend much time and pains trying to think himself a bad one. So basically what this is saying is that God wants us to embrace our talents and how talented and the gifts that he gives us instead of kind of adulterating those talents talents and telling ourselves just like for us to think that we're being humble by saying, oh, my talent isn't as good. I'm not good at this. It's not as, you know, great. So basically realize that if it were not for God, you would not have gotten that promotion or award or grade if God had not given you the ability and talents to accomplish it. And is this, it's as simple as God giving you the ability to think clearly or speak or walk or talk, you know? So with the second part of the verse, Jesus ends with God's promise to us. If we were poor in spirit, he says, yours is the kingdom of God. And basically, this means that if you're poor in spirit, he will bless you with abundance. And this can be any type of abundance. It could be faith, blessing, uh, or even greater and stronger gifts and talents. So we can learn that when we are poor, but we have God, we are actually rich. So my challenge to all you guys today is to try to be humble and ask God to help you develop humility and continue to thank him for everything he has given you like your gifts, talents, speech, and even opportunity. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Once again, I'm Brian McDaniel, and we will see you next week.